Joyful noise. That could have been a good way to do it. So, so we have in our in our gospel today a very famous, very central text. In fact, uh, most gospel scholars think that this this passage here, whenever Peter makes the the confession about Jesus's status as Christ or Son of God, that really it's actually the hub of the entire gospel. So that everything in the gospel, and this is true for Matthew, Mark, and Luke, John's a little bit of a different story, but for the first three gospels, everything leads up to this point and then everything uh, spirals off from it. So it's a very, very important session, uh, passage. And uh, so it's, it's who Jesus is. That's the central question that we all have to deal with. You can't escape it. Who is Jesus? Everybody's got to have an answer. And... Uh, the issue here, you know, some people might, uh, you might think, is why is it that Jesus rebukes them after Peter confesses who he is and says, don't tell anybody? I thought Jesus came to kind of, you know, spread the news about who he is. Uh, and he did, but uh, that's why he, he came. But the problem was the people at that time had a misconception of what the Messiah was going to be about. Okay. So he needed to first suffer and then be victorious over his sufferings through his resurrection before people could really get the picture about who the Messiah was. They thought the Messiah was not going to be, there's, there's going to be no suffering involved. The Messiah was going to be this glorious figure that was going to come and just rock house. He was going to kick the butt of the Romans and make the Israelites glorious and exultant. There weren't going to be any suffering going on here. No defeat, no apparent defeat, nothing like that. Okay? And, uh, you know, what we see here really is that uh, we have to ask ourselves, what's the place of suffering in the Christian life? It's a perennial issue. Oftentimes, we're very tempted to believe this or to want this to be the case, but it's really not true that the, the central purpose of religion is not our own consolation. It's, that's not what religion is about. It's not just the taking. It's not the taking away of our suffering. That's not what religion is about. And it really is a very widespread mentality. Uh, it's either explicitly taught and thought, or it's kind of like secretly wanted to be the case that that really is what the the purpose of of Jesus and Christianity is all about: is to take away our suffering. Um, and that it's it's not true. Suffering actually is, and it's, suffering is not the greatest evil in the world. It's not the worst thing. The worst thing is sin. Okay? And uh, through suffering, Jesus actually utilized it to take away our sins, to solve the real problem. Okay? And the purpose of religion is, is moral transformation, is our resurrection with the, the life of Christ's grace, growing in holiness and in, in moral uprightness and holiness, especially the virtue of charity. And that's done through suffering. So we don't avoid, so Jesus didn't come to take away our suffering. He came to use it so that we could grow and be transformed and be risen from the dead. So he's dealing with a misconception here with the people. He knew that if this whole word got out that he was the Christ, people would be misinterpreting him, as, as, as they did. Uh, in the Gospel of John, after he does the miracle of the um, the loaves and the fishes, and he feeds the 5,000. They want to go, and they want to carry him away and make him their king. And Jesus runs away, and he hides, and because uh, they, they had a misunderstanding. So it's a perennial kind of temptation that we're faced with, is to think that 
Jesus has come just to take away our suffering. Um, and he's actually come to teach us to use our suffering to actually grow. We see this in the life today. We celebrate the life of uh, St. Padre Pio, um, and who our lectionary is referring to him in a more proper way, St. Pius. Um, St. Saint, Saint Pio, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, I think on the surface, people could get the misunderstanding that he was all about kind of like the good things and, and glory because he was a miracle worker and he was known for working miracles. He's probably one of the most astounding miracle workers like actually in the history of the church. Um, I mean, he was working miracles like on a weekly, if not daily basis. And, and his life is remarkable. He's an incredible testimony to the reality of the supernatural. Uh, but what you would miss, though, if you thought that Padre Pio was all about just, you know, magically making, you know, having fun and, and God's glory and all that kind of stuff, you'd miss the cross. The cross was a very essential part of who he was. And we see that in our, um, in our reading, actually, or in our, our prayer. The opening prayer is, is, is great. It says, Gave the priest St. Pius a share in the cross of your son. And uh, the stigmata that he had, we all know Padre Pio had the stigmata. He had the signs of Christ's sufferings in his hands and in his side. I think it was also in his side, if I'm not mistaken. Sir, certainly in his hands. And um, he experienced in a mystical fashion the suffering of Christ in a very, very profound manner. And that's why he could be working all these miracles and not be getting a big head, you know, and getting all proud, proud because he was suffering profoundly because he had this mystical participation in the sufferings of Christ. And sufferings came to him outside as well, from the outside as well, externally as well as internally. Uh, for a long time, I believe, he was prohibited uh, by his religious superiors at the, at the requirement of the, of the Vatican, I believe, uh, from saying Mass in public because it was doubtful whether or not his, his, he was an authentic mystic or not. We, they, they didn't know. It was controversial for years. So for years, here he is, you know, with a good portion of people saying, ah, he's it's from Satan, this guy's from the devil. And when he's really not, he's really from God, the signs that were being worked through him were really from God. So he, that was great, profound suffering from the outside as well. So uh, we see in, in St. Pio's life that same truth that Jesus came not to take away our suffering, but to, but to use our suffering and through it to... To, for God's glory, but for also our, our transformation uh, in Christ.